Outsourcing, which is the process of subcontracting some services to an external company or a third party, has become the norm of the modern business world. This is largely driven by the fact that it's a lot easier to find people with the specialized skills you want or need. As a small business owner, this opens the opportunity to get better skilled services for less money. But when should you choose to outsource? Well, that's a great question and one that my guest, Nathan Hirsch, founder and CEO of FreeUp, will be happy to answer after this break. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Are you investing your time in the right activities? Smart leaders focus on their strengths and delegate the rest. Some days it seems that no matter how hard we try, we can't get ahead of our schedules. There are always tasks that don't get completed, calls that don't get made, emails that don't get answered. There are two solutions to mastering time that many entrepreneurs resist, delegation and outsourcing. My guest today is Nathan Hirsch, founder and CEO of FreeUp, a marketplace connecting business owners with the top 1% of freelancers in e-commerce, digital marketing, web development, and much more who have already been vetted for skill, attitude, and communication. He started out as a 28-year-old serial entrepreneur, broke college student, and his first business he did out of his college dorm room selling books on Amazon, scaling it to over $25 million in sales in four years. Now, as founder and CEO of FreeUp, he's been uh, rocking and rolling as well. So, Nathan, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, let's start with the idea we're going to call outsourcing intelligently, which, you know, a good rule of thumb is that anything that isn't related to your core competency should be outsourced. So let's talk about why you think that is true. Yeah, and I know you said outsourcing. So we own a marketplace for freelancers. So we have freelancers from 5 to to $100 an hour. It's not always about finding the cheapest person. But like you said, it's all about figuring out what your core competencies are. I mean, as a business owner, we all want to get to the point where you wake up every morning, you get an email saying how much money you made, and then you go to the golf course and you don't work at all and the business runs without you. That's the end goal. But more realistically, as you build this company up, there's going to be a lot of things going on that you're not good at or that are just not worth the value of your time. So as a business owner, it's important that you figure out your strengths and weaknesses but also how to get hours in your day back, how to outsource or offload repetitive tasks, day-to-day operations, so that you focus on sales, expansion, and marketing, things that actually grow your business and the things that you're actually good at. Well, I'm sure you hear this all the time, you know, I can't afford it. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you're at a point of your business where it's not making any money or you're, you're in debt or you're losing money every week, I mean, yeah, you shouldn't be hiring. There is a time where you have to wear a lot of hats. I've started two startup businesses with a few thousand dollars, and 
for the first six months, I was doing everything. But once you get to the point where you have money coming in, you're profitable, you've got that revenue stream, then it's about your time. How do you maximize your time? Because you can always make more money. You can always find different ways to solve business problems. You can't get your time back. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize or they're scared to really invest in people to get their time back and focus on bigger things. Right. So you work with, obviously, organizations from all over the world and freelancers from all over the world. You built this company, Free Up, and, I mean, you went from selling books on Amazon to this. What, what made this shift for you to realize that there's a great market for this idea of a pool of freelancers, all experts in their, as I say, staying in their lane, to bring that to the larger population, business owners or individuals who really want to get to the next level? Yeah. So, I mean, I started off, uh, my parents were both teachers, and I had the mentality that I was going to go to school, get a real job, work for 40 years, and retire. And when I got to college, I really realized that wasn't what I wanted to do. And I looked at it as a ticking clock. I had four years to start my own business, or else I was going to have to start applying for jobs. So I started hustling. I started buying and selling textbooks. Books led me to Amazon. I did a lot of experimenting and trial and error. And I found that the baby industry, the baby product industry, was very profitable. And I started a multi-million dollar Amazon store selling baby products out of my college dorm room. Well, as this business grew, I realized I had to start hiring people. I was getting crushed with work. There just wasn't enough hours in the day to, to balance the business, school, social life. So I turned to college kids and I quickly realized that college kids were not very reliable. Their, their top priority was school. And then I turned to people in the workforce, 30 year old experts, and no one wanted to work for me as a 21 year old entrepreneur. So I got thrown into the freelance, the virtual assistant space. And I made some great hires. I built relationships, but I always wanted a better way because you go on a lot of those sites you post a job, you get 100 applicants, you interview them one by one, and it just took forever, and I needed something faster. And when I couldn't find it, I built my own platform, FreeUp, where we get thousands of applicants every week, vet them, take the top 1%, let them in, make them available to people quickly with great support and a no turnover guarantee. If they quit for any reason, we cover replacement costs. So I really built it out of my own need and out of my own necessity. What's, uh, you know, one of the things that I discovered years ago, certainly I, I said it before, you know, stay in your lane, right? So my core competencies were sales, marketing, customer service. It was not in bookkeeping. It was not in IT. It wasn't in building websites. It wasn't in HR. And I had to learn, you know, way back when that it didn't make any sense for me to try and figure it out, get into trouble, when there are people out there who love to do bookkeeping. There are people who love to build websites. So I imagine in your match to business owners and these freelancers, what is your discovery? I mean, somebody reaches out to you as a business owner. How do you distill down to figure out what is the best uh, support that they can achieve right now? Yeah, so I don't really take the position where I go into people's companies and say, hey, you need to hire this right now. I'm more there to provide the options and give them the resources to succeed. What I usually do is help them break down hiring into three different categories, basic, mid, and expert. 
So a basic level freelancer, five to ten bucks an hour, non-U.S., they're there to follow your systems, your processes. They probably have years of experience because we're not a marketplace for newbies, but they're followers. Then you got the mid-level, the specialist, in that 10 to 30 range. They're good at one or two things. They do the same thing every day. You're not really teaching them what to do or how to do it. You're not teaching a graphic designer how to do graphic design, but they're not consulting with you either. They're doers. And then you got the experts, the 25 and up. They can consult, project manage, execute high-level game plans, bring their own experience to the table. So what I really encourage people to do is to figure out, hey, do they need a follower? Do they need a doer? Or do they need an expert? And a lot of people need a bunch of different things as they build up their remote team or their remote Rolodex. Well, that's awesome. And one of the things that you know most people don't realize is when you think of outsourcing or it really even boils down even from the psychology perspective of letting go the delegation aspect right so delegation is usually i'm the ceo and i'm delegating to my staff but this also falls under the if you can delegate a task or uh, a project to someone who is at an expert level honestly you're going to save a lot of money in the long run yeah you're right and i think a lot of people don't realize that. I mean, there's the monetary cost of hiring someone bad who can spend a lot of money or hurt your business, but there's also a time cost too. I mean, I could go out and spend the next six months becoming a Facebook ad expert, and I'm a reasonably smart person. I could probably do it, but is that the best use of my time as a business owner? I mean, the answer is no. You can't become an expert in every single part of everything that goes with your business. You have to surround yourself with people that can bring their own expertise to the table, and the smartest business owners, they surround themselves with smart people, and that's where a lot of people miss out. Well, I also think I'm very active in the nonprofit world, and usually, you know, nonprofits struggle with the administrative costs. I mean, this is a great way for them to tap out into a much, much larger freelance network to get those postcards designed, to do mailings, to help them with some you know, bigger projects that doesn't require them hiring an employee or, you know, putting all their faith into a volunteer who used to do something two years ago. Yeah, and we actually work with a lot of nonprofits um, providing assistance that can just help them, whether it's five hours a week, 10 hours a week, that kind of consistent work um, can really help them. And, And I really opened a lot of their eyes to that whole world of not being constrained to the talent in your town or the town around you. When you get access to talent all over the world at different price points with different skills, it really opens up a lot of flexibility and a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the other thing that, you know, people have to realize, and you hit on it quite early, is value of our time. And I was on my way in, I was listening to a song, and the the main uh, chorus line was, five more minutes, right? (laughs) I thought it was fitting that I was going to be interviewing you. I mean, we all wish we just had five more minutes. However, in business, when you think of total value, what your time is worth, then outsourcing certain repetitive processes or even you see this in the solopreneur you know they're trying to answer the phone schedule appointments do their bookkeeping and literally this is an entire virtual world where they can tap into these brilliant 
experts to get the job done and we you have proof that they're going to, you know, increase their revenue. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways to hire and what I like to do is focus on low risk, high reward situations. I'll I'll hire someone to run my Instagram account for a few months or run my Twitter and and what's the worst case scenario? I spend a few hundred dollars, it doesn't work out, I learn from it. And what's the best case scenario? I hire someone that does a great job. They take it off my plate. It leads to new leads and a better brand and a better presence. And giving, getting that flexibility and the ability to try different things with different freelancers and, and really figure out what works for your business, which might not work for other businesses, is really important as an entrepreneur, especially as a startup founder. Absolutely. Nathan, we have to go to break. I'm talking to Nathan Hirsch, who's founder of Free Up, and that's F R. E-E-E-Up.com. If this is, you know, intriguing to you, I encourage you to go check out his website. We'll be right back. Join Inc. Northern Nevada's Workforce Development Solution is auctioning off an amazing winter ski package for Heavenly Ski Resort. This package includes lift tickets, restaurant gift cards, and much more. When you bid on this fabulous Heavenly Ski package, you are supporting Join Inc., a key partner in workforce development, which is one of the best investments you can make to boost the Northern Nevada economy. Go to join.org to start bidding today. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. Very excited to reach out to my guest, Nathan Hirsch, who is one of the founders of Free Up. Dot com, and we're talking about the importance, certainly the validity of thinking about outsourcing to a massive network of freelancers that are going to definitely help you get a lot of items off your plate. Nathan, let's, well, thank you for uh, being here with me. I know you're from Florida. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving, so appreciate you being here. How do you, uh, I mean, what are some of the tasks that are most requested business owners when they finally realize that there are, are these experts out there that can do the most common tasks? So what do you see people come to you over and over again? Yeah, I mean, I would say that the top maybe five things are graphic design, bookkeeping, content writing, social media, and marketing, because those things apply no matter what industry you're in, whether you're a software company, a real estate agent, an e-commerce store, a marketing agency, you need those things. And then we get into a lot more specifics. We work with a lot of e-commerce companies, and e-commerce has its own function of skill sets from customer service to listing products to inventory and repricing to PPC across different categories, whether it's Facebook ads, Amazon ads, Google ads. So when you get into different categories, there's subcategories, but then there's also that just generic, the generic skill sets that every business needs to hire for. Well, and, you know, as I discovered many years ago, the value of my time, I keep repeating value of my time. So if I can sit on the phone and build relationship with a prospect, convert them into a customer at X amount of dollars, is that better use of my time than coming over here and trying to figure out how to, you know, do QuickBooks, right? Certainly as a business owner, you need to understand your financials, but you don't have to do your financials. 
And I just see that over and over again in a lot of the business planning classes that I used to teach where, you know, people are always like, oh, I can't afford it. I got to do everything. They run themselves ragged. And one of the greatest discoveries and absolute principles that I stand on is I work Monday through Friday, eight to five. I don't work weekends. I don't put in overtime. I want to have a life. So let's talk about the, you know, what kind of a benefit, this is cost benefit, your satisfied customers are saying about you give them back their life. Yeah, I mean, there's two ways to start to run your business. There's the lifestyle business where, like you said, you're working 40 hours a week, no more. Maybe you're even working less. I have some clients that probably work 10 hours a week. And would their business grow more if they invested 50 hours a week? Maybe, but they're pretty successful and they love spending time with their family and stuff outside of work. And then there's kind of me, which is I can work 60 hours a week, and if you give me 20 hours of my week back, which I'm pretty good at doing from hiring, and I'm consistently finding time to get hours back, I'm taking those hours, and I'm reinvesting that back into the business, doing something different than what I was doing before. And there's also other factors there, too. I mean, I'm a 29-year-old entrepreneur. In five years, when I settle down and have a family, that, that will probably change as well. So depending, knowing what you want and what the end goal is a very important part of being an entrepreneur. And also just understanding the real value of your time. If you started a startup a month ago and you have no clients, no customers, you're not making any money, unfortunately, your time isn't that valuable. And you need to be spending your time growing the business and doing every part of the operation. You really can't be hiring people. But if you're running a business where you're making $2 million a year in revenue with a 15, 20% profit margin and the money's coming in and you're still working 70 hours a week answering every single email, you need to figure out a way to get your time back because the value of your hours are probably in the hundreds of dollars an hour. And that means you can hire someone for much less to do those tasks. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about it from the freelancer perspective. So if I'm someone that has a specified skill set, how do I become in your network as a freelancer? Yeah, so you can apply right on the website. We vet freelancers for skill, attitude, and communication. We get thousands of applicants every week, and we're looking for people who – freelancing is what they do. We're, we're not looking for people who, are, who want to experiment it or, or try new things in our client or, or our clients or are not sure if freelancing is really what they want to do in the long haul. So if you are a freelancer out there, we'd love to have you on the platform, submit an application. My freelancer success team will – um, be in touch with you. And I mean, we're on pace to pay out over $5 million this year to freelancers around the world. And we also have a great referral program where if you refer other freelancers, you get 50 cents for every hour that they bill forever as well. So we're, we're looking to make great strides in the freelance community. And we know that we're only as good as the, our freelancers are. And we, we're only good if we keep the freelancers happy. If, at the end of the day, if the freelancers don't want to be on our platform, there's plenty of other platforms that they can go to so it's in our best interest to keep the freelancers, keep the community happy, listen to their feedback, support them on the same level that we support our client base, and that's we don't lose focus of that. Well, one of the things you hit on that's very important, and I think probably a bit of a hesitation for a lot of folks who are running companies, that fear of lack of communication. Okay, I've hired this person to you know build this uh, mail piece for me, whatever it is, right? 
So how do you monitor, how do you measure the communication level? Because a lot of people don't want to outsource because they think, oh, if I pay this guy, I'll never see him again. Yeah, so we actually have 15 pages of communication best practices. It's funny. I, uh, I wrote it when I was stuck overnight in an airport, and it was based on every good and bad communication system, communication issue or, or um, encounter I had with freelancers over the past eight years. And so I built this up, and it's stuff like responding within a business day and setting a scope and getting on the same page before you get started with work and, and just things to really help freelancers. And I think some freelancers, they, they come in and they see it and they get overwhelmed, and then they slowly realize that it's there to help them as much as it is to help the client. So we have those 15 pages of best practices. They have to memorize and get tested on them before they get onto our platform, and, and we hold it hold them to it once they're on. I mean, poor communication is one of the fastest ways to get kicked off from our platform. We, our clients have high communication expectations, and we do as well. Now, it's awesome, and probably what sets you apart from a lot of other companies out there. This is Nathan Hurst that I'm talking to. He's one of the founders of FreeUp. That's F-R-E-E-E-Up.com. If you are someone in business or a solopreneur or an independent contractor who has an amazing skill set that you want to get paid as a freelancer, then I encourage you to go out and check out his website. Obviously, to create a successful company as a business owner, you have to stay in your lane, really work on what is your strengths, and let go of your weaknesses, right? That's just kind of a standard uh, mantra in the business world. However, it doesn't just have to be about your weaknesses, right, Nathan? This is about, hey, you want to get something done. You want to get it done now because it's going to move the needle on your business. So what are kind of the turnaround times if i have somebody that you know wants to build a marketing campaign am i looking at this as a month process or how do we affect the time you know what are the deliverables how does all that work yeah so everything you mentioned is between you and the freelancer from our side we introduce you to the freelancer within a business day if you don't like the people we send you we can introduce you to more options within a business day we're pretty quick and then I mean, there's other factors like how your guy's schedule matches up and how, how ready the client is to really get started. Um, but, I mean, every project is different. Every business is different. There, it's impossible for me to talk to a client on the phone for even 30 minutes or an hour and be able to tell them, hey, this is going to take X amount of time. The, the freelancers are experts. They do this for a living all day long. So they're the ones that are going to be able to give you those ballparks, those estimates. They're going to make sure that, they, that you approve everything before they get started. And if you're not okay with those estimates, I can't force them to do it faster, but I can always get you options and people that have might have might that might have different estimates or different outcomes. Well, and I imagine you monitor so that you get feedback from both the client and the freelancer, right? So that you have clients that have unrealistic expectations and then you have freelancers that don't deliver. And obviously, you are a successful entrepreneur, so you would be monitoring those relationships to make sure that everyone on the team is on the team. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't monitor the work or the or like project manage the work between the client and the freelancer. That that work is separate and it's between them two. But we're always checking in for feedback. We're there if either side has issues. And obviously, if there's a dispute, we would get involved and help resolve it so both sides are happy. Um, but I mean. Honestly, the freelancers do a great job. They know how hard it is to get into our platform. They know our best practices. And if you follow the best 
practices and you stay on the same page, it's very rare that disputes like that happen. Awesome. Well, Nathan, you're young. This is obviously your second company. So what's next? <laughs> it's a great question. I'm a very short-term thinker. I mean, if you had asked me 10 years ago if I'd be selling baby products on Amazon, I wouldn't have believed you. And if you asked me five years ago if I'd be running a freelancer marketplace, I wouldn't have believed you. So I don't know what the future has in store. Right now, I love FreeUp. I love our community. I'm 100% focused on that, and I'm excited to see what the future has for us. Awesome. Well, since this is Thanksgiving and, you know, great day to be grateful, give me a reason you're grateful. I'm grateful for my amazing supporting supportive girlfriend who actually just walked in the door um, taking a half day before uh, before the holiday. Um, but, yeah, I mean, sometimes being an entrepreneur is stressful and you have ups and you have downs and having someone that you live with that um, can support you through all those ups and downs, there's nothing better. Awesome. Well, same here. It's the people in our lives and you are a master connector out there. So I want people to think about free up, F-R-E-E-E, up. Dot com. If you are a solopreneur, a business owner, need help, want to get connected in the freelance world in what appears to be a pretty solid company because they do a lot of vetting and making sure that the freelancers are delivering and experts at what they do. So, Nathan, thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I want to thank all our listeners and certainly appreciate. That's one of the things I'm most grateful for, that you let me into your life for 30 minutes every week. And I want to wish everyone a peaceful and blessed Thanksgiving. Thank you for tuning into The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified.